Welcome to the Surviving to Thriving podcast that helps women leaders in nonprofits get out of survival mode and thrive in both leadership and life. I'm your host, leadership development coach, Kathy Archer, and I help women leaders enjoy impactful leadership. Do you ever get tired of trying to manage your team? That might be because instead of managing them, you're actually trying to control them. And there is a difference, and today I'm going to help you understand how to effectively manage your team. And this is the second ball that you're supposed to be juggling. Last week, I told you as a leader, we're often juggling a ton of balls, but sometimes we're juggling the wrong ones. And what I suggested we need to be focusing on juggling is managing others, managing your workload, and managing yourself. But I started last week's episode by looking at managing your workload first. What we often do is start with managing others. We start with managing our team. And we can't manage our team until we figured out what it is our team is supposed to be doing and making sure that they're able to do that in a way that works for them. Go back and listen to episode number two if you haven't. I'll make sure there's a link in the notes as well. But we talked about managing your projects, your priorities, and your pace. So that's the workload piece. Today, I want to get into what it's like to manage people. And again, we sometimes mix this up and we try and control them. When we try and control them, what happens is they feel like they're being controlled rather than given the resources to do the work they need to do and the support and the encouragement to do it. And you know, if you've ever had a shirt on that's maybe a little bit too small, you know, tight in the shoulders, doesn't feel so good. If you've ever been sort of pushed and prodded in a crowd and kind of led someplace where you don't want to be taken, then that doesn't feel good either. And so we need to manage people in a way that helps them do their job with their skills and abilities that we hired them for in a way that allows them to be free and powerful and do the work they were meant to do. So we're going to talk about three things that we need to look at when we manage other people. And then I'm going to give you a fourth one as a bonus as well. So we're going to talk about caring about them, giving them a direction, and helping them get there. And then I'll tell you the bonus one at the end, so stay tuned. The first thing is care about them. And I know, I know, I know you care about your staff. Trust me, I get it. But sometimes they don't. And it's not that they don't know it sometimes they don't feel it. And that's the difference. When we get into this profession, you know, we're in nonprofit work, we're in the helping profession, we're in the caring, charitable sector. It's because we we have a heart and we're full of compassion and we want to make a difference. And yet, sometimes when we do our job, we shut that part of us off. We talked in the first episode when we talked about the fundamentals of leadership, that the first fundamental is to be yourself. And yet many of us try and shut our emotions off. And when we try and shut our emotions off, we shut off some of that compassion, that caring, that connection that we need to have to show our employees that they matter. And we need them to not just know it intellectually, but we need them to feel it. In order for them to feel it, we have to treat them as people, as individuals, not as an employee number, not as a warm body. And I know that sometimes we use that language. It's just a warm body in the chair. 
But when people feel that, that's not good. Why would you want to work for somebody who treats you like you're just filling the spot? And you may not think you do that sometimes, but just take a look, like seriously take a look into your employee's eyes and you'll know if they feel like that. The first step of managing others is to care about them. That means when you start a conversation with them, don't start that conversation with what you want them to do, what they've done wrong, what they need to fix. Start with, hey, how you doing? What's going on for you? Some acknowledgement of the, the challenge. And you don't need to do this for the first 10 minutes and you don't need to do it like that so that it interrupts the flow of work. But you do need to look them in the eye and, and seriously look them in the eye. I, You know, many of us avoid eye contact because we don't want to see them as people. Look them in the eye and say, hey, how's it going today? I've got some stuff I want to talk with you about. Make sure that you take the time to ask them what's happening for them. When you walk into a meeting, again, meetings start with an agenda that is typically task-driven. This is, you know, the reports I have to give. This is what needs to be done. But what if you started a meeting with, hey, let's just share some gratitude before we get into the heavy stuff. That shows them that you care about them. So when you're managing other people, the first step is to focus on caring about them as individuals. The second step is to give them some direction. And again, you probably are pushing back saying, I do that. I tell them what they need to do. They know this stuff. They may not. Even though you think you've given them every indication, they've got the policy, they've got the procedures, you've given them the email, they may not know it. And they may not know it for a number of reasons, or they may not understand it. That might be that they were too busy, they didn't have time to read that. That may be that the English is a second language, they don't understand it. It may be that they think they got it, but they really didn't. There's so many ways that, that you haven't given them the direction that they need to go. But often it's even bigger than that. It's not so much about the day-to-day -day work, it's what's the direction of our organization going? What's the work we are doing? What's the impact we're having in the bigger world? We get focused on somebody forgot to clean up the staff room or we need to fill out this form because accreditation is requiring it or standards expects it. But why? What difference does that make in the lives of the clients? How does that impact our mission and service to the people we serve? That's the part that you need to really share with your team. It really is about creating that vision forward. Where are we going as a team? What's the impact we're having? And you don't need to talk about this every single time you have a conversation, but you do need to weave it into conversations. You do need to discuss it. You do need to make sure that everybody's on board and you do need to create a shared vision. This just is not something that you decide or your board has decided or the executive director before you decided and it's written on the wall or it's shoved into a binder in the policy manual. You need to talk about it so that people understand it and it becomes yours together, not just something that is the company vision mission. It has to be a shared mission-driven team. And that's about that giving them direction. It's about teamwork. Giving them direction is about, this is how I want to see you guys work together as a team. This is where we can 
ask each other questions. This is where we can lean on each other. Oftentimes you get frustrated as a leader because people keep coming to you for answers. But have you directed them to their team? Have you encouraged them? Have you supported them in a staff meeting? Have you facilitated a peer-to-peer discussion so that they know when to go to their peers, what kinds of questions they can ask their peers, and when it's good to come to you? That's like giving them direction. Let me recap. When we're talking about managing others, first thing is we need to care about them as people, as human beings. We need to give them a sense of direction, both in their day-to-day work, but also the bigger purpose, vision, mission that we're working on together. And then the third step is to help them to get there. Part of helping them to get there is encouraging them, supporting, training them, developing them, mentoring, coaching them, talking to them about their career, not just the job they're in. But it's all around helping them grow and develop. And when we're helping them grow and develop, that's often not day-to-day work, which is where we spend most of our energy. Helping them grow and develop is looking at the future and helping them get there. So if you have a staff member who is struggling with with a part of their job, rather than focusing on what they're doing wrong... What you might do is coach them and say, okay, what, I know this doesn't feel right for you. It doesn't feel good for you. It, it, it's causing you grief. It, you get to, to work and you don't want to do this. You avoid this part. What would you like it to be like? Let's imagine you were able to do it. What would be different? And you take them to that future place and then you ask them, what skills do you need to get there? What support do you need to get there? What training do you need to get there? What do you believe need to believe about yourself to get there? How can I help you with that? How can your team help you with that? What is it that you need to do to get there? But you don't start with the problem and focusing on fixing the problem. You focus on that future vision and that direction that you want to take them. When you're caring about them, giving them direction, and then helping them get there, it really is about developing them, mentoring them, coaching them into that next stage of where they can be. Think back to where you were in the beginning of your career. You've grown and developed along the way. What helped you to do that? And that's some of the stuff that we want to see as you develop your team. So you care about them, you give them direction, and you help them get there. The bonus step that I told you about is that you invest in them. And I'm not just talking dollars, time, energy, and resources. I want to see you spending time with your direct reports and even further than that, if possible, the subordinates on the next level. Time is the most valuable resource you have. Use it wisely. There's that 80-20 principle that we spend 80% of our time with 20% of our problems. And I want you to flip that around. I want you to be spending 80% of your time with those people that are are growing and developing and have potential. Focus your time there. Focus your time on the ones who are doing the work to get to the next level, who are investing. That might be stopping at their office and checking in, saying, how you doing? It could be one-to-one supervisions with them. It could be that you write them a note and, and acknowledge how helpful they were or that you've noticed their growth and development. Lots of ways you can spend time with them. Could be going with them or taking them with you to a meeting and mentoring them so that they can take on a new role. Energy. I mean, we know about the energy, right? We know the ones in our team who suck our energy and zap it. Turn that around. Look at where you have energy that you can give rather than wait for it to be sucked out of you and where you want to strategically put that energy and your resources. It is about dollars, but not only about dollars. 
look at other resources that you have on, on your team, training that people get to take, how they spend their time, that's a resource. Clients that they're given or the work that they're given could be seen as a resource. Think of it, how am I investing in this staff? And so when we think about managing others, caring about them, giving them direction, helping them get there, and then investing in them, it's like we're putting into the bank. It's like managing our money is by putting into the bank. We want to manage our employees, not by controlling them and telling them what to do, but by investing in them so that they're growing. If you manage your money well, it grows. If you manage your team well, they will grow as well. And that's the goal that we're looking for here. When we talk about managing others, we're talking about carrying them, giving them direction, helping them get there, and making sure that you're investing in them. That's the second ball that we're juggling is managing others. Remember the first ball that we're juggling is managing our workload. We have to manage our workload before we can give our workload and help our team manage it, which is what we talked about today. Next week, we are going to talk about managing yourself. And it's not last because it is last. It's last because I know you didn't want to hear it first. And I want to make sure that you know that it is a fundamental piece. So make sure you come back next week to hear about what you need to do to manage yourself so that you can manage your workload, manage others, and really make the impact you want and find the joy in the leadership that you're looking for as well. If you found today's episode helpful, then you are going to love the training library. Many women leaders in nonprofits wish that they had a coach or a mentor to help them, but they don't believe that they or their organization can afford it. Oh, but you can. Inside of the Training Library membership site, you will not only get access to affordable and easily accessible ongoing personal and professional development training, you will also have access to a leadership coach at your fingertips. That way, when you hit those inevitable challenges that leadership will bring your way, you'll have both the resources and the support to navigate your way through them with confidence, composure, and while keeping your integrity intact. To find out more, head to kathyarcher.com slash library. If you are enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could leave me a comment or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Go make the rest of your day awesome. <music>